electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer. David Faber's back. Coming off the worst day of the year for the Dow, futures a little shaky ahead of the long holiday weekend. A lot of uncertainty regarding Ukraine and more names to add to the list of tech and media debacles. Today it is Roku and DraftKings. Our roadmap begins with Russia, though, and inflation risks for investors. Bullard says it could get out of control. Mester backs a swift Fed strategy and the White House making a big diplomatic push on Ukraine. Plus, shares of Roku are tumbling this morning as supply pressures weigh on its outlook. It's just when one of many TMT disappointments we've seen this week. Yeah. We'll talk about a few of them. And Kathy Wood says we're in the midst of the, quote, most massive misallocations of capital in the history of mankind. We're going to start, though, with the market volatility following yesterday's sell-off. As we said, worst day of the year so far for the Dow. Not really close to the January 24 lows. For that, Jim, on the S&P, we'd have to revisit 42.22. Well, that's a great point because the question is, is are we retesting? And you go back to what Kathy Wood says, I know we're going to go there about the January 27, that we're going to hit these levels. I think the problem with that is just that uh, as uh, we can demonstrate on Syria, I've got a bunch of names about it. Uh, it is very hard to find names individually that you think have bottomed and they haven't. Uh, Roku, look like it might have bottomed. No. Uh, Shake Shack, ooh, maybe a bottom. No. Uh, DraftKings, ooh, could it be? No. So, I mean, it, it's very uh, episodic. You may think that it's bottoming, but if you pick the wrong one, I mean, DraftKings opened up all these accounts in New York. Yes. But did you see how much they're paying? It's an enormous amount. It's right. not that big a surprise. We've talked a lot about how much they've got to be spending, not just on marketing. You don't marketing, think it's that big a surprise when you think that you're supposed to lose well, $573 billion and they end up wait, losing... No, $573 million, million, not million. billion. $573 million. <laughs> that, that would, that would be, double that. No, that would be a really bad that quarter. Would, that's, that's, yeah. that's metaverse. That's U.S. government kind of numbers. $573 million, <laughs> and they were and you know, and they ended up losing, David, $800 yeah. million. 25, they're going to lose 825 to 925. You know, so, oh, so the that's, forecast, that's that's the bad. forecast of 573. Yeah, that's well, not I mean, good. They're, no, going, but, they're, going to they're going to need to. But, okay, so let's take the other side. They're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, let's take the other side. Do they have enough money to outlast everybody? That's my question so to you. So if they do, then do you start buying now? Or do I don't you know. take the $400 that well, Caesars is offering you by walking by one of their signs? Now, I happen to think that, that Jason, we got a great interview with Jason coming up. And that's going to be very important uh, with Contessa Brewer. But I think that the answer is too early. I thought it was um, okay. Remember I when th- uh, it was what? last fall? I think I forget when I reported their their bid for Entain. Remember the in the UK? 20, how much would it? It was it would have been over twenty billion dollars. A, a lot of it. Billion dollars. A lot of it was, of course, DraftKings stock. And so you can make an argument there that Entain perhaps made the right choice not to not perhaps. to engage. Perhaps. Yeah. But yeah. if it's about cash on hand and outlasting everybody. I mean, Facebook is eight bucks away from a one handle today. We have not seen that since April of 2020. It's been uh, half I a trillion am, in market caps gone. You know, I, I am going to be writing a piece for the invest, for the our CBC club. I was talking about this with Jeff Marks about why to buy. 
why to buy Facebook. I mean, I really think that if you think that Ed Zuckerberg's not going to defeat, is he going to really let TikTok run, run over him? Right now, you do your TikTok and you put it on reels and he doesn't make any money. Uh, yes, it's hard to be able to figure out how much, what the return on investment is now because you don't get that third party, party data. But I, I think the amount of money he's going to spend with NVIDIA on, which I know didn't do well yet, on the Omniverse, which he calls the Metaverse, is going to be extraordinary. But who's the beneficiary? Both of them, Meta and NVIDIA, will be the beneficiary? Bingo. Well, you're good. Must have yeah. come back from Texas with a clear head. Yes, my brain is much better. Yeah, but the weather was very nice down there. I think, I think that I think you start to buy it. Do you do? Now, listen, the last guest on, on Squawk Box, who you know well, was saying the same. Carrie. Yes. A little Firestone, but now. Yes. Uh, blah, blah, from what she was talking about. She and I and Steve Ballmer all work together. She's a star at the Crimson. A 14 multiple. On, yeah, well, why on, not buy? Right. Okay. Why not buy? Okay, so the obvious, obviously the earnings estimates aren't going to be met. But I think that if you kind of talk with them, they're a little more confident. And when they're confident, like when they were confident about going to mobile, when they were confident about stories, no one believed. And no one believes again. But you know who does believe? Who? Me. Okay. Right here. At 208? Yes. All right, all right. Now, I'm not going to draw a line in the sand because, you know, lines in the sands are for Ukraine. I mean, how many lines in the sand can the president? You've got to, like, let's give it an hour where we're not drawing a line in the sand. I don't mean to make light of it, but let the Germans say that get their piece. But I really, I don't mean to conflate the two, but I really think that we're now betting that Zuckerberg has completely lost his mind and is surfing. Uh, No, he's not. He's not out on that weird thing on July 4th, but the flag. Well, when you, your digital twin is going to look like you right now. That was him. Right now it looks like South Park. Right now it looks like South Park. Was he playing Bob Denver? What was going on there? I I don't know. By the way, if you'd sold the stock then, that would have been a good call. True. Yes. And I tried to, when I talk with the Facebook people, it, you know, I like the low expectation. Look, they're setting under promise over deliver. Right now, your digital twin looks like uh, nobody. Now, I, my digital twin is going to be, and okay. I'm saying this in honor of the departure, Will Frost. <laughs> Jim, there's a long way to go yet between now and when there's going to be significant revenue being produced by their efforts in and the metaverse. And, and, I'm, and, you know, we can sit here and talk about the opportunity, but... It, when is that going to actually start to be reflected third in the quarter. stock price? Third quarter. Come on. Oh, okay. Third quarter? Third quarter. Of this year? <laughs> third quarter. That's third, third quarter. We're almost in the second quarter. What are you talking about? I'm talking about third quarter. That he'll figure it out by third quarter. He's going to defeat TikTok. I'm saying it right now. And not oh, just because okay. he's going to say that it's like a Manchurian candidate. Right. What? No, no. I was talking about the metaverse. You're just talking about when they're okay. going to turn All right, it around. So look, so just, I want to make sure our viewers understand. I, I just understand need we're you to look at the March Jensen Wong speech where he lays out the metaverse. And you were going to come back and say, you know what, Jim? I was wrong. I did. I, I want to look eat at that crow. speech, actually. I'm eat crow. No, I did. And there we are. No, no, yeah, no, no, you no, are no, pointing at the moon, as Carl says. It's going to be so lifelike that you're not. Look, we could do the program and it wouldn't be us. Okay? And it could be amazing. Okay, all of which does not add up to one point for Meta Platform stock price right now. Oh, oh, oh you think they have no cash and it sells it 40 times? No, I what think, do you think they're going to spend 10, what do you think, Kathy stock? billion dollars a year on this thing. David, let me give you one word. Never bet against innovation. 
Oh, sh- that's what uh, Kathy Wood said. We're going we're gonna to get to to Kathy. What, what did fact, I say? What did I say? It's it was a great interview, which I watched yesterday. It was well. 47 yep. minutes of riveting TV. Yeah. Yep. It takes us to Roku, uh, which is down in the pre-market oh, earnings uh, beat estimates. Revenues miss, along with weaker than expected guidance due to some supply chain disruptions. Anthony Wood talked about the impact on closing bell. There was uh, some some softness in the quarter in certain ad verticals that were impacted by supply chain issues, and a little of that will continue But the in, in, the, in this quarter in Q1. But if you look at the big picture, in 2021, you know, we uh, we doubled the number of monetized ad impressions on the platform. So the number of ad impressions that we monetized doubled. So this notion that they're going to earn uh, EBITDA this year in line with 2020 is not what the street had in mind. Oh, no. And you got to go back to Michael Nathanson from a uh, uh, Moffitt Nathanson's November downgrade to sell piece to realize that these guys are up against incredible competition. Now, there's analysis. A Kathy Wood view would be, listen, it's just Roku and Amazon. Well, Michael Nathanson told you everyone's coming in. But more importantly, everybody who's going to have a streaming service has a streaming service. So you, this was a story about adding streaming services in a low-rate environment. Now those have all been added, and you're up against incre- you know, this supply chain issue. Sure, they have it. But like many of the conference calls of these companies that lose money, there's kind of an unreality. There's like a no, you know, a kind of a total disconnect with what's going on in the market. And what's going on in the market is people are voting and saying, you know what, I like Fire Stick. I like Roku. Well, I'm not going against Amazon. Right. I mean, uh, their point at Moffat Nathanson, which we often quote, yes. is that they're playing in a very tough neighborhood now. Yes. Uh, and it's different. Higher game. Yes. And uh, competing against Amazon and Alphabet is not the right. easiest no, thing they're to like, do. They're playing uh, Ivy League and these other guys are SEC. Right. All right. But, you know, Roku also is, to a certain extent, a reflection of what we've seen from a number of other uh, stocks that we would call pandemic yeah, stocks. It's, it is. It's a, it's a you Zoom. You know, maybe it benefited from Peloton. pull forward in demand. Definitely. Um, but it also has a high of, what was it, $490 in the last 52 weeks. But this is today the, it's going to be right. roughly 100 bucks. And it's, it's not necessarily stopping there. I mean, what is the underpinning? What's the underpinning? I don't I know. I mean, all I know is, is that they are in the business of saying that they're doing great. And that's not enough anymore. Well, they had been for quite some time. Yes, but and they are still growing quite quickly. But it's, it's the first it's they had first mover They had tremendous first mover advantage, they but did. they had an EBITDA shortfall of four hundred million. I mean, yes. that's not positive. I'm putting them in the Zoom Peloton, not the Dash Airbnb. They got to spend a lot of money to compete. Yeah, and, and they got to go up against Google, Samsung, Vizio, LG, and when right. they have to do this programming, well, it's a disastrous week for TMT. I was going to say, the, the list would include Toast, Roblox. Which is Toast. Uh, Roblox, Viacom, Shopify, Palantir, and now we're adding Roku, DraftKings. Um, that's a lot of TMT damage. I, I urge people who want to know, by the way, Kathy Wood uh, uh, just blew out a lot of her Palantir yesterday, which is one of her biggest stocks. I have more of a Toast, but Palantir's conference call, I mean, Elon Musk was really, you know, he's flying high. When Elon Musk was putting up numbers just at the beginning, he had conference calls that were kind of basically rubbing it, you know, in people's faces. Now, Palantir, and, I, and he's allowed to because he's a genius, legitimate genius. Yes. The Palantir conference call, this guy starts out by saying, hey, listen, I know a lot of people think I'm blank, blank crazy. And then he doesn't really disagree with himself. You saw, you saw... I, Kathy Wood even sold. Uh, yeah, had, had to. This conference call was was an abomination. I mean, it made me feel like 
it made me feel like that this company, for all of the rigor, is having a party. Having I'm a sorry, good, are we on, are we on Having a party, yeah. having a good. What, what's the matter? You can't can't no, pivot I'm like still that. About having rope. a party, having a good time. Yeah. You know, like Sam Cook. That's them. Okay. It's a Sam Cook company. Look at that. Thing. And he's pushing the chain gang there. Look at that thing, Alex Carp. That guy doesn't know much thing, about right? history or Who geography. Does? Who's that guy? Carp. He doesn't. Well, the people. Uh, he would argue the differently. The conference with call you. was, was like, very, I was like, very the, bright man. I, I, I thought he, he did the conference call from Bar San Miguel. I mean, it was like really incredible. You can't fault you the guy another, for wanting to have a good time. Let me have another Margie. I got to do the Q&A. We wish you had been here for Viacom. Yes, uh, and the sorry, discussion, it wasn't. The discussion oh. that's fed about whether this quarter is really the peak for streaming. Uh, given the cost pressures, the competitive pressures, the pressure to sell. I I know. Listen, we've talked about it a number of times here. You know, this question that I've been raising lately is at some point are investors going to rise up and say, stop. (laughs) Stop direct-to-consumer being being the the focus of the strategy any longer because this is not the cable ecosystem that we've all benefited or certainly many investors have and many people who run these businesses have. It's a very different animal where your subscribers are going away and coming back and going away and coming back and can make their choices and are are not stuck in the system where they're paying for things they never watched. Well, David, that's a different world, and you've got to keep spending and spending and spending, and so we're going to continue to see this debate, I think, rise up. Is it too early to buy LTs? Is it? (laughs) It's a separate story, but when it comes to Viacom, or Paramount, soon to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting question. And or when Discovery HBO uh, gets together and that all happens, we're going to be talking about those numbers there and focus on that direct-to-consumer platform because that is how many of these companies are going to be judged. Well, But the spending is enormous. Yeah, they can. I mean, I, I use my fire stick. I talk to my fire stick all the time. My wife's down in Delray. It's a good time to talk to your fire stick. Yeah. And it, the programming, I mean, how many people? There's so many things any available. Minute. They, every minute they have a new program, and most of them stink. <laughs> They can't all be yellow jackets, which is your latest I obsession. Still, so, I like yellow jackets. Stuff stuff Cranford, there, Cranford Yellow Jacket, it's, it's the neighboring school. It's still a we golden age them. for television. There's some amazing, amazing stuff. What, don't you have, aren't you working at night? No, not really. <laughs> not really. You're surfing? Like yeah, uh, you're Zuckerberg, you know, you're surfing? I look at my phone. I look at, the, I look at your memos and whatever you're you know, doing. But well, otherwise, I mean, last night was trying to figure out the Palantir and just like laughing. I mean, the guy is like, yeah, you know, I mean, I was waiting for Aaron Rodgers to drop in. Alex Carp is a, yeah, I don't know. It's a cool dude. Stop. I mean, yeah. To get her to sell, get Kathy Wood to sell, yeah, can you imagine? She sold four and a half million shares, yeah. Yeah. She bought that higher, I believe. <laughs> don't you make fun of her. I'm not making fun. I remember when she was buying it every day. I, 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 She's very transparent. Look, we got to go. Uh, when we come back, though, we're going to get to Dropbox and Deer and Virgin and Shaq. Interesting comments, too, out of JPM as it's their turn to present this morning. Futures are mixed. We're back after a break. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. 
unlock the energy, and order yours at Acura.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. We did mention Kathy Wood before the break. The ARK Innovation ETF has lost more than a quarter of its value this year. Uh, yesterday on our network, she insisted that the tech companies in her portfolio are way undervalued and that her fund's recent sell-off is temporary. She had more to say about that on the half. We have, I think, one of the most massive, misalloca- massive misallocations of capital in the history of mankind. You have investors investing in the past. Benchmarks are where they are, and especially the largest companies and stocks in the benchmarks are where they are because of past successes. If we're right, those are the companies that are going to be disrupted. A couple of weeks ago, you poured Cuddy Sark on an arc. Yeah, you got well, more in the liquor cabinet. It was the first week of February where I said, "Look, I I don't know if it's, it's I don't know if you start shorting here." Uh, I, well, there is an ETF that basically is just yeah, taking the Sark. opposite it's side. Sark. So right, I talked Sark. about Cuddy Sark. Yeah. Because that was what my father no, used understood. to drink when he came home. I, I watched. He switched to wild it. turkey. A lot of people were unhappy with you about that. Oh, I really care. Okay, so listen. Um, what I, I, I There thought, it is. Total car. Yeah, yeah total cap. Yeah. What, what I thought was most... most that guy just... That's just He's betting against Kathy Wood. He's not betting against innovation. They had Tuttle on. He was on... Uh, yeah, he was on. Yeah, yeah. fantastic yeah, idea. Yeah, great. I put together an ETF. It's very hard. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that was good. That was, yeah. that was really good. He may start betting against your investment oh, like club. I Watch care. out. Be my guest. I don't care. You know, like I've been saying be my guest now since since 80, 1980. I, I don't care. I mean, I've made some money. Yeah, my investors right. have made money. Good. Now, David, on the actual interview with Scott. Yes. Scott tried over a period of 47 minutes to admit, to try to get her to admit to do, that she's done anything wrong. The lack of humility was stunning. Interesting. Um, something else he tried to get her to do, and Scott did a great job, was just admit valuation matters. Yeah, and th- they kept coming back to that because you well, can't we, argue against innovation being something that should be rewarded in the marketplace. But, the question still becomes, what's the price? Well, how about Josh? Wasn't Josh, the, Josh, downtown Josh Brown, we were saying about what is the innovation of DraftKings? And he was buying that in the 50s. I mean, there is an element, right? Look, typically at a big firm, you should have someone who is a technology person that goes to a portfolio manager. And then that portfolio manager looks at and evaluates the stock, then gives to the trader. And the trader says, is at the right level? This is just no. This is like, wow, I really like this device. Let's buy it. Uh, that, that's, her whole, um, that's her whole model is bringing in a non-traditional research 
uh, right. people who understand well, product better than, say, a, a traditional sell-side desk? It worked for a while, just like you and David often talk about the funds that were making coining money in, 2000, in 1999. Well, I've, I've, always, I've made the point oftentimes that these, these um, fund complexes or funds that have had incredible performance then taken massive amounts of assets, similarly the way she right. did a year or so ago, then lose more money than they ever made. Right. Uh, because, of course, their asset base is so much larger and then suddenly they're not doing as well. It's an old story. We've it's seen it many story. times. But whether she can turn it around, we'll see. Listen, you can never take away her call on Tesla. No, and I'm ever. Actually, it was one I'm of the actually, great calls. I am actually going to offer, later in the show, I'm going to offer what could happen. A positive Kathy Wood view. Because I've been really pretty The Cuddy Sark was a People didn't like the Cuddy Sark. I, I told you I, people I, didn't like that. So you that sing them all? Next time you sing them all? I don't drink that stuff. It tastes too peaty for you. When are you gonna? When's the mezcal gonna be ready? April 29th. <laughs> okay. Avocado is a different story. Uh, we're gonna get Kramer's mad dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. We'll talk a bit more about the macro this morning as well, uh, because futures, are, although mixed, got the 10-year below 194 and oil today below 90. We're back in a moment. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Time for a mad dash as we count you down to an opening bell on this Friday. I'm glad you're getting a deer. It's worth, yeah. uh, worth a mention for sure. Right. In uh, November for the investment club, when I did my club presentation, uh, I talked about how it's time to stop doing what you're doing, guys. It's time to start buying companies that make stuff, do things, earn a profit, return money to shareholders. That is in terms of buyback and dividend. And all these, the Kathy Woodstocks, the absolute di- um, opposite. Deer reported a terrific number, a true beat and raise. Things are better, even supply chain easing. Uh, the farmers have money. Obviously, prices are very high. You can say it's inflationary. This is what I'm talking about. Look at this. This is a real company. They do forestry, too, construction. They actually use a lot of technology. And uh, by the way, Kathy Wood likes it because they are uh, trying to do, uh, they, they are going to make it so that it, you like basically have a joystick and you don't need a driver on a tractor just to do this way and this way, which is going to save the farmers a lot of money. So this is a terrific stock, too. It's terrific. It has all the things going for it. All right, so you like it here. At oh, I've liked it here for a long time. Bucks, right? You've liked it for yeah. a while. Yeah. No, no, I actually liked it right here. See, I nailed that. Not true. I think that what happened is, is in November, I said, that, look, these things are changing, and you got to get out of the Woodstocks, and you got to go into um, this. When you know, when you talk deer, you also think about Caterpillar. Cat Should we be or no? Look, I like cat, uh, but I want to be levered to farmer, construction, forestry, road build. I don't want to be levered to, uh, you know, international construction. But, by the way, Caterpillar is mostly levered right now 
to, and I'm hoping we'll take this, to oil, oil and gas. So I don't, I don't think the Caterpillar's been just the last quarter was not what I wanted. Oil and gas exploration. It's not it's what not, he wanted. No. But you're down there, you know. But I just yeah. think that Deere is a great American company that's doing so many things right. You don't need to have to reach down, David, and so get into Palantir. One versus the other, very interesting right now. Deere far know, right? outperforming Caterpillar. Yeah, and that's, last there's year. a bit of an execution problem right now. Yeah. Cat. I think they'll fix it. All right. I really do. I think they'll fix it. But got, David, I'd rather own this, not this. Caterpillar. Oh, you'd than, rather than, own Caterpillar than I yeah. would uh, Pacific Bio or you know, whatever. We got a lot more for you, of course, uh, including an opening bell straight ahead. And by the way, remember you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street Opening Bell Podcast. Barring an unexpected turn in the economy, I believe it'll be appropriate to move the funds rate up in March and follow with further increases in the coming months. If by mid-year I assess that inflation isn't going to moderate as expected, then I would support removing accommodation as a faster pace over the second half of the year. On the other hand, if inflation moves down faster than expected, then the pace of removal could be slower in the second half of the year than it was in the first. That's Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester in a virtual speech to NYU yesterday talking about rates and inflation, basically saying, let's, uh, you know, go steady, reassess mid-year, and the odds of a 50 hike have come down from 100 to 40. Uh, I really like that. I also feel that there is some data coming out. Uh, for instance, there's some interesting data posted by, by my friend Brian Sozzi, who used to be with me at the street, about absentee peak. Absentee is going to be very, very important. Deer, supply chain easing. There are signs, but we still need the hikes. I'm not, we still need the hikes. We're, we're way too hot still. David. Yes, sir. We're out. It's too hot. It's too hot. Morgan Stanley today ups its number to six hikes for the year. Uh, JPM went to seven just this week. There's the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange. At the big board this morning, I don't have it on my page. Oh, it's Armada Pharmaceuticals, focused on treating bacterial infections at the NASDAQ Premier, a healthcare improvement company. Well, I mean, you know, what we're seeing here, uh, one of the problems that we've been talking about, and David alluded to it, is the SPAC problem, in that there have been so many companies created, and you look at where they are, David, the like $7, to back $8. To this dollar. A lot. Yeah, there's well, a lot. Well, no, because a lot of people got trapped. I think we need to, when we talk about SPACs, which we have been for a long time, although not nearly as often as we did for a period of time when we had, a, listen, I had a lot of issues with them, as you know, the the disparity in incentive for the sponsor versus the shareholders uh, projections were a huge issue, and I would make fun of them because they're 20, in 2027, we're going to, you know, have EBITDA grow by 150 to 300 percent and so forth. All right. All true. But Jim... As we look at the post-SPAC, which is the worst of the, our Well, that's what I'm now But you can buy a SPAC now that has gone public, that is trading below 10, and you can basically lock in a guaranteed return. So yes, let's but not you, forget but that. don't buy it the day before because, remember, there's like a settlement issue there that is, a lot of people get but, skunked on. But there are many SPACs over 400 looking for deals still. To your point, you're saying the ones that have actually done deals are sort of stranded equities. Nobody's exactly. following them. Did anyone and then you is that your see, term? I'm using it here. And then, and, then, and then you can see what happens post the actual close of the transaction. And that's the worst, I think. That, 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 that shows the danger here of, of, of allowing a, a deal to go through. 
generation because of you get your 10 bucks back or even more these days actually you can get 10 10 sometimes 10 20 but if you actually vote for the deal and hold on past that then you may be looking at a six dollar stock chalk 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 wines excuse me chalk estate no i don't mind. no bill foley oh bill foley that was a nice ad I saw, yeah, I saw that on have, That would have saved um, you money. Listen, the, the, the sponsors of many SPACs, Chamath Palahapatia, of course, who stepped down as the chairman oh, of Virgin go. Galactic, right. made billions um, from being a sponsor in so many of these things. Uh, Michael Klein, of course, who we've talked about. Just that one deal, the Lucid deal alone, but obviously right. multi-plan is Lucid's not going well at all. Soon. But many, all the Churchill SPACs made billions. Bill Foley. They're not doing well at all. How do you do that? He did well. Uh, Betsy Cohen, I think. Betsy Cohen from Philly. I yeah. like her. Um, it's, you know, the sponsors have done very well. Well, look, I'm focused um, on the idea of a generation of people who are going to get lost again. You've got to be very, very careful. I mean, I read the uh, Robin and Snacks that comes out, whatever. And these are people who are searching for help at this point, And they don't really know what to do. And they don't want to get blown out. Uh, I read a lot of them in my mentions column. I'm actually the most hated person. Actually, Twitter told me that I may be in top 10 most hated. And what, why? Because I've been trying to get people out of this stuff for, what, for 18 months? How long have I tried to get people out of this stuff? A while. A while. But, a while. And they're still dug in. And they're like, well, you know, they're in the bunker. Well, there may be some gems in there. I mean, some of this stuff may uh, be, you know, some of these things that may be four or five bucks, there may have a real future. Maybe okay, the I'll, projections are even, I've watched if you cut them in half, they might hit, you know. I, Something. I look. I try to do. We're doing screens for next week when Man Money comes comes back on, and we do find gems. D- David's absolutely right, and uh, and they are obscured, but uh, no no one really cares, and they don't have any sponsorship. And the Ohio State Peachers Pension Fund doesn't want to buy a stock where we don't know anything about it. What's the matter? No, you're right. Right? Yep. Well, one thing taking the edge off uh, this morning is going to be financials. Uh, J.P. Morgan uh, presents today, and the CFO says a lot of the projected expense growth this year, Jim, is going to be additive to revenue in the near term. Uh, They do update their net interest income guide, X markets, up by about $3 billion. Uh, That's with six hikes. I I thought that David Solomon did a great job in his presentation for Goldman. I really liked it. And all that happened immediately where people jumped on the company, uh, Morgan Stanley, how achievable are the new higher targets? Well, he completely crushed his targets from a couple of years ago. I mean, I, this company, by the way, David, here's a good time. Oh, is this too expensive if you get in at uh, 6, 6. <laughs> 6.4 PE? Is it the time? 6.4 PE would seem compelling. There, 280 there, is, there is an enduring frustration at Goldman, despite what was a great year in the stock market last year and a great year for their business. There is enduring frustration with that multiple that you just pointed out. Right. They look at Morgan Stanley, which is a taking a different approach and gets a far higher multiple sure, as a result. But how about Bank of America? They're, they're quite 14. frustrated by that. If you talk to anybody at Goldman, about the third thing out of their mouth, not the first or second will be, you know, there's a Blackstone inside Goldman Sachs. Oh, God, they say that to all me all the time. Oh, jeez. And you know what? Maybe it's Is true. They just, yeah, Maybe but, it's, it's true. Right. Now, I think they have a consumer business, Carl, that is going to, this weekend, they're going to get the 3 million GM cards. They have the Apple card. They have a consumer business that is going to be doing very well. They don't talk about it as much anymore, well, though, Marcus. I'm talking about it. They ought to. Oh, why? Because of the No, because, of Marcus, they talked a lot about it, and it's, it's well, there, I, and it's growing, and the, it may be successful one day, but it's, you know. No, I think that, that when you look at what Goldman has, they have this one steady stream, and then they have this great capital capital markets. And because the capital markets fluctuate, someone's looking at the steady stream. The steady stream might be worth 14 times earnings. 
Well, 14 times earnings would be more than double the stock price. That, well, I'm saying I think the stock is cheap. My trust doesn't own it. We own Morgan Stanley. I think Morgan Stanley is very cheap. The headline risk there seems great, but it really isn't. It's, you know, look, does it make things? And does it fit my depiction of DuPont, which makes things, has stuff, put returns money? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think people think it's too ethereal. I happen to think that Morgan Stanley, that Gorman, it's done a great job. There are always rogue arp, uh, operators at every company. Unfortunately, they're not as visible what might be rogue operators at Morgan Stanley, but they are not part of the culture at all. And if you're selling a stock thinking that's part of the culture, you're dead wrong. Buy Morgan Stanley. And you right wanted to own, though, is Wells Fargo. That's been the name you've that's wanted big, to own. That's the now, biggest when name. the turn came, I couldn't even fun, tell you. Biggest name when was the, I know, but when was the point at which suddenly everybody kind of, you know. When people, the meanest son of, when the toughest guy on earth became the CEO. Yeah, except, you know what? It took the a stock while. 29, it, 2020. It took that a while. 2020 it took comes a while. In. No, but he had stock to fire everyone. He had to fire everyone. Do you know what it's like to fire everyone? No, I don't. Even the board members had to go. Everyone had to go. I think, you know, the tellers were allowed. No, they're being replaced. No, I'm not kidding. Charlie, you know, when I first met Charlie, stuck his hand out and said, I don't know any. Well, my name's your parent. Good to see you. Good to see you. Well, he goes into Wells Fargo, and every single person had to be replaced, David, of any, any, all of his reports. But he's done. Now he's starting to grow the business. They're going to remove those Fed caps, which actually, remember, started this week, last uh, Feb 5, what, of 2018. They're going to come off. He's going to do more business, he's going to take share, and he's going to take names, and he's going to be nice. Speaking of new CEOs who are trying to take share, uh, Pat Gelsinger at Intel uh, held his first analyst day this week, and the reviews are coming in. Not so good. Uh, Barclays management seems disconnected with reality. Uh, We don't see free cash, even with the company's unrealistic growth targets. Looking for a reason to be more positive, but... We see why this stock could underperform for another three years. About, they go to 45. I mean, he attacked his critics, saying no one's given him a chance. You think of that? Well, you haven't really given him that much of a chance. Hey, all I'm saying is give Pat a chance. But it's still early in his tenure. He just came out with guns blazing. He's up against Lisa Sue and Jensen Wong. I mean, how about he's up against the two titans in tech? Well, and, and B of A points out that's assuming Taiwan Semi doesn't get more aggressive. I know. That's a best case scenario under PCs. And now people are telling me the, the tower, the company bought as old technology. I mean, are the long knives out for Pat Gelsinger? Absolutely. Okay. Do I want to be part of that? No. He's a, he's a terrific guy. He's got a good vision. But Intel was a hollow shell that makes a lot of money. So he does have a cash cow. But how do you want to compete? Do you really want to go up and say, like, you know what? I really want to go up against uh, Har- uh, Harden and, uh, you know, and Joel Embiid. I mean, you know, this is not the competition in this one space. The only one that's working, by the way, is Micron because it sells at 10 times earnings. So no one, there's no multiple risk. How about the notion that he would be interested in a consortium for ARM? That's the latest wrinkle today. Where he gets, where he goes to, with Secretary of Commerce. He's been trying. I tried to put that together myself for him. Say, <laughs> I did. I said, come on. <laughs> Secretary Raimondo, she's brilliant. Well-worn ground. I said, let's put that together. You know, like, well, it's not your job, Jim. Okay. You know, I want to kind of get the country away from Taiwan. Yeah. Because if the Chinese You're do in the next eight years. Involved. You're still working on that 50-year bond. Remember that? that no, was yeah, your, I worked with Gary Cronin. Man, you tried so hard Thank with Mnuchin for so long. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a worthless endeavor. He's got a spag. Everybody's got a spack no, in a dream. I, I don't, and I felt there was a guy literally took me out when I was my contract right before my contract talks. He said, "Jim, I hear you're going to do a spack." Um, really? 
Guys, a couple yeah. of things from my uh, side of the world here. M&A, I mean, there's been some interesting things this week that we haven't gotten to. Next week, we'll see, you know, that Zendesk momentum deal, probably going to get voted down, but we'll see. But this morning, uh, JBS, and Pilgrim's Pride is down a lot on this, over 10%. JBS owns 80%, probably yeah. going to go public soon, by the way, IPOing as well, big Brazilian-based uh, uh, company. Uh, they wanted to buy the rest of what they don't own from Pilgrim's Pride, might have helped them for their go public effort as well. But they walked away. 2850 was the last bid they made, and the special committee of Pilgrim's Pride didn't like it and, uh, and said, no, we're not accepting that. And instead of going higher, JBS said, all right, well, we're done. So they walked away. They've informed the special committee their decision withdraws proposal to acquire the shares that they don't already own. Uh, and their last offer again was 2850. That was. Um, made a long time ago, right. but they didn't come higher. For its part, the special committee says, listen, the projections we had included the impact of recent efficiency initiatives undertaken. You weren't paying us for that, we didn't think. Uh, we had positive performance of the business during the fourth quarter relative to Wall Street's estimates, uh, and we thought we should get a higher price as a result of that, any number of things. But uh, that's painful for some who uh, yeah. were expecting there to be a deal for that uh, 20% they didn't already own. That's a really good point. I, I've been wondering about the underpinnings of losing to the deal market. And you go back to the most recent period that's like this is the period that started in November of, 20, of 2015 and went into the beginning of 2016. And I, I've actually just looking at this is Salesforce going from 82 to 54, uh, Microsoft going 56 to 49. That'll be I, here, a workday 88 to 48. Uh, Twitter, 30 to 14, Disney, 128. I bring this up. Yeah, why very, do you bring this up? Because this is the sim very similar. Fed started the hike. I see. Uh, said, uh, Janet Yellen said this could be December hike. This is the November to uh, the bottom in February. And I'll tell you what's most interesting, David. Yeah. What really caused things to start heating up were takeovers. And that was when Microsoft bought LinkedIn. And, David, what we're missing, and I think that has to happen in this cycle of 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 destruction of tech. Is companies starting to see, hey, this thing has gotten to a point where we can actually make a right. bit you of You don't buy. think Activision and Tower Semi are moving that direction? Well, I mean, we've got M&A going on, by the way. There is a decent, right. a decent well, I, I, drumbeat you know, of deals. I, and I, Carl, I'm absolutely right, but Activision Blizzard's an older company. It's been around for a while. Bobby Kodak, okay? Tower's been around for a long time. I'm talking about some of this junk that's been pumped out. You want to this. clear out companies that maybe shouldn't be public. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, maybe you put together a spackathon. Well, you, maybe you clear them out by them going bankrupt, not by them getting taken out. Well, that's what I was trying to avoid that. But, yeah, that's what, that's what could happen. But to your point, uh, when I do talk to practitioners in the M&A world, the lawyers and the bankers, there's a lot of potential activity. And it really? doesn't appear that even the larger companies that would consider doing something are being deterred by what is a very strong regulatory uh, environment or a lot of regulatory scrutiny that would come their way. We'll see whether they actually get to announcement. But I am hearing that things that... You know, you might otherwise think, no, they're not going to even try and pursue that. They are at least having those conversations. Also, is this going to be cash, or are they going to finance now, or are they going to use right. you know, equity that's come down? I mean, uh, it, you know, it depends. Listen, it's still, even though we're coming up zero, it's still pretty cheap to finance, and it can still be very creative to use cash even at these levels. Now, you and perhaps about cash. if you know your stock not? is down sharply, you don't want to use it as well if you're doing a deal. But you know what he's not talking cheap. about using? Bitcoin. No. Have you noticed that during the troubles in Ukraine, tremendous the, the, turmoil right now? People are doing charts of gold, the, Bitcoin, uh, yeah. wow. going out. Gold turns directions. out to be a store of value. People are going to really hate me. I'm just doing this to be hated. 
Uh, but Bitcoin has just not really kind of been that great hedge for uh, trouble. Which means what? What well, means that it could be it's the not a store incredible Maltese Falcon piece by Michael Sembolist. Remember how little store value the Maltese Falcon was? I came back to him. I said it's really more like the Treasure Sierra Madre. <laughs> Which, by the way, beat Craven. It's a, he's a Travis. It's written by a guy who was a known communist, but it was uh, about you know you, chimerical. There's maybe nothing at these companies. Some of these companies maybe have nothing. Nothing. Well, because if you say you're going to take 400 million and you can't find a company. Well, I mean, I'm going to take it God, back. You really are focused. It's funny how often you want to come back to SPACs. Well, I do because uh, when I meet people who've left the market, it's because they got SPACed and spanned. I mean, they do. I said, like, I own a SPAC, and it's, I lost a lot of money in a SPAC. You know, I don't... You, and then they were again, worried about the Again, bank. you could buy one that went public, and you could sell it and get your money back at, you know, at 10 bucks. So, well, But they believed. They believed. They believe, David. That's the problem. They well, there's a lot more names other than SPACs where people have believed, and they've gotten, to your point, spanked, so to speak. Yeah, I see. The question right now, Jim, huh? is when is you know everybody wants to know, and I'm sure you get asked, when's the bottom? When are these things going to start well, I'm turning? Just saying, but I think the problem with the bottom is it's not going to be collective. Individual companies are going to bottom. It's not like one day we're going to. Well, of course, obviously, if the Fed says we're done, that's a long time. Unless it turns out the economy collapses because they raise point. December of 20, in January 2016, oil fell to 26 bucks, and Yellen realized, wow, I got a hold of here. I heard you, you were going to mention, Do- were you going to mention Dollar Tree or Dollar General? Some so of these consumer names aren't doing. They are flying, and that's great. Hey, by the way, you know who had a great conference call? It was Walmart. Walmart. Did you read the Walmart? Yep. You know what? I didn't. Because David, it's easy Walmart. I read about it, but I didn't read the uh, conference call. Doug McMillan listened to people and just said, you know what? I'm going to tell the true story of how well we're doing. It was just sensational. Yeah, today. It was sensational. Uh, a lot of reiterations on, on buys on Walmart, uh, B of A, basically arguing that the consumer, even though we're lapping a lot of the stimulus from last year, is in good shape. Yes, and I like that because it's very similar with Brian, with Brian Winnie and what he said back in America. Consumer being in good shape means that there are a lot of companies you can buy, but they're not being bought. And I think it's time. Look, I was very, my chapel trust owns Walmart. And I have to tell you, I was beleaguered going into the meeting. I said, oh, my God, Doug McMillan is so humble and such a good guy, CEO, that I bet he doesn't pound the tip. Nope. He came out hard about the changes Walmart's making, and I thought they were terrific. And he talked about, David, I know you'll like this. It talked about the use of the stores as being terrific for e-commerce, and that's what e-commerce has become. The edge is to Walmart right now. Remember the day we were sitting here when Amazon bought Whole Foods, and we knew right away they needed to get goods closer to homes. Right? It is going to be Amazon, and it's going to be Walmart. It's not going to be Roku. No, at least not not for the foreseeable future. Nope. Where is Roku? No, it's only down 22%. Oh, it's off its lows. starting to do better. Quick reminder here, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Kramer. You can sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club. And, of course, there's the QR code on the screen. Before we go to break, uh, take a look at the bond report. Uh, Treasury is getting a, a bid again today, 10-year below 194 as the VIX is elevated for Friday at 28. We're back in a moment. We were just talking about some of the TMT blowups uh, this week. Check out the laggards on the NDX for the week today. You got Okta in there, even Peloton with some extended losses down almost 10%. PayPal 
uh, with this island reversal into it. Uh, we'll keep an eye on all of that, and we'll get stock trading with Jim in a moment. Let's get to Jim and stop yeah, trading. A lot of times, the the CEOs are a little oblivious, like uh, like a wood last night on Roku. But then there's some other times where things are pretty good. And I listen to the call, and everybody hates it. But then they come to their senses. And I think that that's the case with Shake Shack. I actually thought the story was good. I like Chipotle more. But, you know, the story was not so bad. They're doing well. It's not a big company, as you said. McDonald's is doing better, obviously. Wendy's is doing better. But the idea of this thing was down 10 at one point. It's kind of like deer. I mean, like deer shouldn't be down nine. I mean, these stories, what I'm saying is these stories aren't terrible. So let's distinguish between companies that are really failing or do, not delivering and companies that had a little Omicron problem, for heaven's sake. I guess the difference between this and a Chipotle or a Yum or a McDonald's is unit growth, right? They don't I mean, those guys that. are adding more store. They're adding a store every few hours. No, they, they don't have that. I'm just, you know, I just think that the idea that it should have been down, that it was down 10 at one point. It doesn't have the growth. People want growth, and they want. The, look, I think McDonald's is doing incredibly well. I was surprised that the Yum downgrade. I think Yum's doing okay, but McDonald's is really killing it. The one that's not killing is Starbucks because they have problems. You know, you have the China problem. Uh, I, and I want to see what happens. By the way, Do we, are we going to get the end of the lockdown? Hong Kong's what the worst hot spot in the world right now. Hong Kong, yeah, they're changing their policies to some extent because it's gotten. They were unprepared. I didn't know they were unprepared. Unprepared? How could they possibly be? Un- You're kidding, right? What? The, I, I'm stating the obvious. By the way, they still only have, what is it, four or 5,000 cases? I mean, it's, it's still. I know. It's a but, number that wouldn't even, anybody here would even notice. Okay, my bottom line is don't panic. If you really think that oil's down just because of Iran, that's wrong. There may be a lessening of tension or maybe a ratchet up, but you just can't leave. Do not leave the table. What happens okay. if uh, Russia attacks Ukraine this weekend? Well, it's... What do we come into Tuesday? It's only 48 hours from the border of, of Belarus, 72 hours from the border of Russia, in terms of a tank going 40 miles. Uh, you know, they go 40 miles a day. Well, that's um, what, that's but are we, have we already accounted for the potential for war? We don't, or do we, we think don't Tuesday know about, is a very bad day? I, I think if the in thing fact that we don't understand... Truly do begin, is, which we hope they don't. Well, it, are the people of Ukraine going to rise up? I mean, someone said today from NATO you, that this is the most that the it's Russians... It's the biggest are, mobilization since just, World War II. This is dead false. I mean, go look at what they mobilized in Hungary. Go look at what they mobilized. It's just, that was just like, why don't you just ratch things up ahistorically? A- right. We are, we are giving Poland some Abrams tanks now. We got that right. got done. Those, but those, those work. Yeah. As for oil. But they're not giving the Raytheon laser gun, which is really extraordinary. The Raytheon laser gun? Extraordinary. Lasers? <laughs> it's real. <laughs> I'm sure. They don't, instead of a $2 million can Patriot I, missile, can I get one? you have a laser gun. I'd like one. Greg Hayes has the laser gun. Oh, well, I want him to give me Does one. Do you think he's going to hunt with the laser gun? I need a laser gun. <laughs> Oil is going to be on pace here for the first uh, losing week in nine, believe it or not. Jim, we'll see you later. Uh, Good long weekend. You too. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.